everybody, I am Liz Elise and you're listening to In The Clouds. This is the second part of our opinion piece from last week. My guest today is Roddy Knight and I hope you guys enjoy. Hey Roddy, welcome back. How are you? Uh, hey Liz, I'm doing well. Thank you for asking. Yeah, thanks for uh, coming to the second part of the show. Uh, it was very sure, interesting. I think I think this opinion piece is good. Um, you know, getting just regular average people on here uh, talking about real issues. You know, you know, getting an everyday person's opinion. You know, of you know how they feel. You know what's going on, and you know not having it be too polarized politically. You know what I mean. So uh, to try to be as uh, neutral, uh, but still addressing issues that you know are you know, that are people are having to deal with, you know, um, day to day affecting their lives. Um, I think that's good, you know, being able to um, responsibly, uh, sort of speak, air it out, you know. Of course, because everybody has this worries. Everybody, you know, sits down and thinks, okay, so what's going to happen tomorrow? What's right. going to happen yeah, to our nation? What's going to happen yeah. to... <clears throat> what whatever life throws at us I don't think anybody is going to be surprised much but I think since 2020 it's like more surviving than living for America I mean, it feels that way I and mean, I'm not talking about pandemic I'm talking about just what's going on <laughs> what can I do to make it better how much more can I hustle well, no, I mean, too, I mean, <clears throat> and uh, other people have made this comment, too. I know I'm not alone in saying it. It just, when you wake up in the morning and, uh, you know, and you, you adjust to how things are and, you know, you see what's on TikTok and on YouTube, what's on the news, it feels like an alternate reality. Yes, it like does. Things have changed, you know, typically when things happen, they seem to, uh, I don't know, maybe adjust slowly, but it just seemed like so many extreme things have happened um, so often. It's like, what's next? You know? <laughs> Roddy, you know? I met you in 2016. What did I tell you in 2016? Something oh, shifted, it became surreal. And you said, yeah. really, you think so? I said, yeah. mark my words, it's something is off. With people, yeah. I talked about Prius, Prius drivers. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> we talked about that. That's when yeah, it started. That's when yeah. everything shifted for some reason. It is surreal. And, and if I feel like if you say that to somebody and somebody says, whatever do you mean? I think those are the people who are causing the problem for the ship. Because oh, if I mean, you... Da- really recognize that something is off with the whole balance of of everyday existence then whoa i don't know where have you been living or what have you been up to well i mean look how many like look how many um you know other than you know with the pandemic my mom's always saying like my mom says this thing to me where nothing there's nothing new occurring underneath the sun like it's 
like it's all happened at some point, you know, before, but in terms of like recent history, um, there's been so many, you know, crazy things or to me anyway, um, that just weren't a common thing, you know, like, you know, the whole Bill Cosby thing, you know, and him. Who would have thought? <laughs> like that was so. That out was of so, all people. <laughs> that was so out there. Um, or you know uh, the the George Floyd thing. Um, you know that was crazy. And what? What? I mean, even before that, uh, Trayvon Martin, right? We were all just you know that had happened, and the young man. Um, who was gunned down there in Florida, and then the the, the George Floyd thing happened. I mean, it it uh it's just kind of crazy, and, and then you know, and then the pandemic, and that you know now they're you know all our lives, everyone, not just here in the states, but the world, everyone's lives um, was touched, you know, by the pandemic. People that lost people, loved ones, moms, fathers, oh children, yeah. right, Be- <clears throat> because of what occurred during the pandemic. Um, all these things and now you know <clears throat> you know here's uh the thing with russia and ukraine another thing that's like kind of out there you're like whoa what's this you, you know, have it makes me no think, time to recover to to regroup it just like you don't it's I just mean, like bam bam throwing bam. at you yeah the universe is things are just being thrown at you i mean before <clears throat> let's face it like before all this stuff was happening, what were you we dealing with? We were doing all the, we were dealing with all these mass shootings everywhere, right? People going to the movie theater, uh, people at school, our kids at school. We have to worry about our children. I never, I know my parents had to deal with threat of nuclear attack, right? And they had to climb underneath their desk and they had drills and everything. And uh, and um, but I mean, I never had to worry about gunmen coming in my school and shooting up a place, right? Or maybe another student who was, you know, disenfranchised about something that's going on in his or her life and decides, hey, I'm gonna come and shoot up the school. Like we never had to, I never had to worry about anything like that, but my son, that's a real concern for him, right? And now his school, you know, has, has bars around one. the school. There was yeah, one, the there was active one. shooter, yeah, right. You're right. remember You're in right. Saugus? Yeah. In Saugus, that's right. So, I mean, you know, and now the schools, look like uh, correctional facilities now right they've got bars around the school um so it it, it does seem surreal everything because let me tell you um and maybe my memory you know whoever you know people that are listening to this you know i don't remember all this craziness going on in the 90s oh <laughs> no you know I- you know, I miss the I, 90s. I would give yeah. up every piece of technology <laughs> that makes my life easy to I mean, relive the 90s. I know things were occurring and happening. I know that people were struggling. I know that oh, there was yeah. loss of life in the 90s, right? I'm not saying that, you know, the 90s was some magical time, but I'm just saying, it, 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 from my memory, I mean, I was young, but I just don't remember all these things occurring, bam, 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 back to back. You know? How many people had anxiety back then? How many people um, had the anxiety of just like going to work? How many people had the anxiety of not working? It's, 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 yeah, bad things happen throughout history, you know, Catholic Church alone, what they did. Uh, 
all of that. And there's uh, different eras of uh, hardship and pandemics. But let's go back to the 90s, even though if people struggled, it wasn't 99%. And yeah, I, I mean, I'm just going to say it. I'm going to say it out loud. It's at least 80% of people who are struggling. If you say 70 yeah. is, is not uh, above the poverty line. Well, I mean, in the 90s and the early 2000s, I didn't know anyone. Well, I mean, I was younger. We were, you know, doing what young people do, partying. But I'm just saying, like, on a day-to-day, -day, like, I personally didn't know a bunch of people that, you know, that were so stressed out that, you know, or anxious um, that had, to, you know, they have to take uh, medication because of their anxiety. Nowadays, it seems like everybody's on um, anti-anxiety medication. Everybody, you know? Grandma, grandpa, your friend, your best friend, your mom, your dad, your children. Um, it seems like everyone is being affected. They're stressed out, right? They, and they that's pretty a much as somebody who is on a that. And I admit it, I don't think there's shame in that. For me, that was the only sustainable way or is the only sustainable way to just be a part of society to, to, to go get through work and be able to sleep, to get through work and my mind not just, you know, yeah. turn off. I, I don't know what I would do without anti-anxiety medication or, or uh, help yeah. through meds. And yeah. I, I have always been somebody who hated medication, who yeah. never would take it. But I think if there's no other help, that's, that's the aid. And I would, as I said, trade every piece of awesome technology as much as I love my iPhones and I, I, Apple products and my entire uh, studio here, I would give it all up to have the 90s back. Yeah, I mean, it just, you know, it's not that we were younger and uh, more careless or carefree. I think it was just the state of the world was, there was still more kindness, there was still more integrity and, and people don't know their place anymore. People just constantly try to push other people to the limits and see how far they can get. I mean, this it is does what seem it's become. It does seem that way. I mean, me personally speaking, it does seem <clears throat> it does seem that way. It, it seems like people are less tolerable. Um, it, it seems like uh, people are handing out less free passes, so to speak, if you know what I mean. Um, and uh, it, there's no wiggle room anymore. You know, you get one chance, and that's it. You know, <laughs> there isn't. Um, so yeah, I. I um, Oh, sorry about that. Um, I I totally agree with that. Um, yeah. You know, in regards to um, <clears throat> you know the statement you made earlier, I, I agree one. I agree one hundred percent with that. I wish people you know would become more tolerant. Um, and maybe I mean, just self-aware. Like it I would mean, help a lot if somebody was self-aware of how they affect their environment they're in right i mean i'm not saying that um i'm not saying the opposite either. i'm not saying like you know you should be okay with you know 
ridicule or, you know, someone speaking against you or, you know, someone um, hurting, you know, uh, saying things that diminish you, right? I'm not, I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying that we're so, I feel that society now is so on guard about making sure they don't say things that hurt other people's feelings or making sure that someone, you know, make sure someone's not being marginalized. <clears throat> we're like hypersensitive now. And, you can't um, even say anything anymore right, without right. being like, oh my God. I, I, right. made, a, I made a joke at work uh, the other day. I uh, They put hip hop on or something. I'm like, oh my God, you young people. Like, I, I didn't know the group or something. And this girl's like, how can you not know him? And I said, oh, you young people, you're driving me crazy with your music. And someone said, hey, that's ageism. I'm like, yeah, against myself. (laughs) (laughs) Like the fact that it just, even as a joke, pops into his brain to say that, hey, that's ageism. So out of as as a joke, I'm like, please don't call it (laughs) sure. Well, yeah, I mean, well, yeah, I mean, we're. But is it a joke? Not really. Well, I'm just saying. Okay, so my idea of like comedy or a joke is to, you know, um, at least uh, I speak for myself. Comedy, comedy to me, or, you know, a joke is to make an uncomfortable situation or a hurtful um, situation um, less hurtful, right? Um, So you can, you know, move on from it or be able to laugh at something um that let's say earlier wasn't laughable you know it was painful right it helps you move on from it you know so you're not trapped in that feeling and so you know in my mind a lot of people say well you know com- comedy now is insensitive and we need to you know we need to make all these people accountable for things they said you know, people have you know lashed out at you know uh, joe rogan here recently kevin hart um dave Chappelle. You know, all these comedians have been, in my mind, they've been attacked for doing something that was really meant to, um, I'm sure, you know, people listening to this will definitely disagree, and that is their right. But, you know, they're doing a craft that was allowed, you know, to allow people not take themselves so seriously or the situation seriously and laugh about it, right? To kind of ease the situation. Everyone's been in an intense situation and kind of a little bit of laughter has made it better. Right. I think as a comedian, I mean, the only thing where I draw the line, even at my podcast, I say, say whatever you want, everything, anything on your mind, you are allowed to express your feelings. I could sit here with you and 100% disagree with you, but I feel like I owe it to you to hear your side. The listeners uh, have the right to listen to both sides. I think everything is allowed, in my opinion, except for hate speech. Yeah. So if a comedian, you know, makes a point that is kind of sort of true, you know, but it's true. Why go after him? You know, if I I don't want to get into specifics of it, but uh, well, I think with Joe Rogan, it was about the masks mandate and uh 
that, that that's another subject if people say oh i don't want to wear a mask other people say you should wear a mask and then if you demonize the, the government for trying to put on ma mandates to help people then yeah. yeah i think that's not good but it's yeah. his well, podcast it's his opinion if right. i'm for masks and uh you're against masks and you're on my podcast i feel like it is your right i'm not encouraging you to say that i'm not right. trying to change anybody's mind all i'm trying to do is talk about what we all worried about right and i think that's all i think that that's all like in, in speaking to uh, uh you know jre the joe rogan experience like first of all out of, out of all the podcasters that are out there right and, and again, people may disagree with him, but I feel that he does try to be very unbiased, right? And he just tries to get uh, um, content, you know, whoever he's interviewing, right? <clears throat> Whatever topic they're talking about, he's trying to get them to, you know, share that information to the world, right? And then, yeah, he's going to give his, because uh, it's a podcast, he's going to give his opinion, but I don't think that he's... Um, like he's like, for instance, like, you know, uh, I think if I'm correct, people were trying to say that he was saying, that, uh, you know, don't get the the vaccination. And he, he didn't say that, you know. No, he, he just say, agreed with the guests. He agreed yeah. with the guests who spoke against it. And he agreed with the guests who spoke for it. But right. then at the end of the day, we have podcasts, we have shows for people's maybe entertainment, for people's just to uh and may sometimes informative but we're not journalists yeah we, we're well, talking about opinions we, we right. you and i have been sitting and talking about war we've been talking about gas prices by all means i'm not a journalist yeah, and we mind. can only talk about our experience and share it with the listeners uh yeah. that's the difference between cnn and Joe Rogan experience or in the clouds. <laughs> right. No, I, 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 um, yeah, I <clears throat> agree with that. Um, and like you said, right, we're not journalists. Uh, we're not professionals. We're just, you know, we're normal people given, given an opinion piece, you know, um, everyone has an opinion. Everyone, you know, speaks their mind and um, has their own understanding of what they're experiencing, right? And, you know, we're human beings and <clears throat> sometimes we want to, you know, see if other people feel the same way about exactly. those same experiences uh, that, we, <clears throat> that we're experiencing. And, you know, um, it's relative. People are going to, you know, you'll have five people, they'll all have, they'll all go on the same ride and they'll all tell you a different experience about the same ride, you know? But I mean, they can all say that they took the, you know, they all can say they went on a ride, right? Well, That's just the perspective. Could, yeah. It's, it's uh, if you were, yeah. Where did you sit on that ride? It's the perspective. Exactly. It, it, exactly. There's so it's many factors uh, that play a role um, on, I, I, in Germany, I had two pit bulls and uh, Eddie was walking my uh, ex, he was walking uh, my dogs and one of the uh, dogs from the neighborhood, he was loose and he came and attacked my dog. Now people were driving by and seeing this whole thing unfold. From where I was standing, um, this guy was 
holding his dog and my dog was like clenched into that dog. Other people drove by and what they saw was my dog was clenched into the guy who was trying to separate them. Mm. So based on whatever view you were passing during the situation, everybody would have told you another story. Right, yeah, exactly. exactly. Right? It's the timing of when they arrive to see it. It's the, the, the angle you're standing, seeing the guy struggle, but you don't know what he, and you see my dog and all you see is a pit bull, right? Right. So right. It's, it's amazing what difference a perspective makes. But no, it does. That's it really does. why if we listen to other perspectives, maybe we can understand why people do what they do. Right, yeah. Yeah, I mean, and then too, right, with that being said, <clears throat> we tend to, um, so for instance, we tend to value other people's perspectives, you know, over, you know, uh, over other perspectives, you know, just based on where their, where their standing is in life, right, or right. what titles they're holding. Right. And um, does that necessarily mean that that person, so I mean, obviously, right, if, someone's a doctor uh, or they're a surgeon and they're giving you um their professional perspective, professional right on you know surgery as opposed to me or anyone else giving their opinion on what you know their advice about surgery um but like should that person who's not the surgeon should they be 100 percent dismissed maybe that person who's not a surgeon had that had that surgery maybe more than once and they've got a personal experience with you know what they uh remembering happened their experience during that type of surgery even though they didn't perform it themselves right but you know all the circumstances they went maybe they had the surgery multiple times so that person could have some valid um perspective right on on surgery as opposed you know along with that surgeon right mm -hmm. who's got a professional he's done the surgery he's accredited he's licensed he went to yale he went to Harvard, wherever he went to medical school right so i mean based on like uh kind of elaborating more i'm just saying um we shouldn't easily dismiss um perspectives i think we should look at them um as a whole like everything right not just the people that we see as subject matter experts but <clears throat> those people who are having that, um, having that experience or having something to say um, re in regards to that experience or that situation, it all should be looked at. It, it, it shouldn't be, I'm not saying we should act on everything, but we should look at it all uh, as a whole. Because I think sometimes um, perspectives and people's opinions are being um, dismissed, right? I think um, as a person, if you wanna grow to have a healthy amount of critical thinking and questioning something, but at the same time, also being open-minded and not being stubborn about, uh, as you said, another perspective. This is the only way you can grow. Now, yeah. let's take the news. Coming from Europe, we have robot people read the news without any bias, and you can decide what you feel about that. There's nothing restricted. They go, they shoot, the whatever is happening, they film it, they bring it back and talk about it. There's no opinion piece, there's no bias, there's nothing. 
Now here in America, you have to watch all the news gathered together and still question it and form your opinion. So right. it's, it's hard. It's hard to know when you hear, you kind of also in a bubble because you only get the information you're given. You can't say right. this party is correct. You can't say this party is correct. They're both out of control in a sense, or like this, I don't know what news station, I still watch uh, German news just to know what's mm -hmm. going on in the world because I, I don't think we are fed all the information. I think there's a lot of omission by all news stations here because they're privately owned or he, he likes this party better or there's again, capitalism plays a role, but sometimes you cannot see another perspective. Sometimes you really have to gather all the information and, 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 and make up whatever you think it's the right thing. Well, that's interesting too, because um, I remember reading something like uh, somebody was trying to make a comparison to how the network news is now compared to like, you know, um, how it was being done in the, you know, in the eighties or the seventies and, and, and the reason the reason why they're making this comparison because um, someone was, and I, I can't remember exactly, I don't remember the article or who was saying it, but I just remember walking away with the understanding that they're trying to say that the news, now, like when we watch the news, um, they feel that there are some news outlets or some, you know, some media outlets when they give the news, instead of telling you, like as an example, um, you know, uh, a rock fell off of a Facts. building, right? And it, it landed on this car, right? So instead of just reporting like what happened, they're giving you a report of their opinion of what happened, right? Exactly. Instead of allowing you to allow you to drop your own opinion of the rock that fell off the building, right? And I, I think that there are, there is some news out there that that does that right they're giving you your up they're giving you their opinion of the events that occurred instead of just giving you the events or that they're occurred. just hyping it up for you to want to watch it because at but, the end for them it's the quota right so ratings. let's make yeah. the ratings make it uh make it more interesting or make it blow it out of proportion so we're the first to see the rock coming but then let's just say somebody pushed the rock even though we're right. not how many yeah, times maybe. did we watch the news where there was an alteration and after george floyd what happened this person was obviously attacked but it was omitted even though you could see that this person was obviously attacked first that fact was omitted even <laughs> uh, out of the news and uh, yeah. things were twisted yeah, you know, yeah, just different, different perspectives. Well, it was actually factual. It wasn't a perspective anymore. It was it was visible to well, everybody. I... But then, while they're uh, saying what happened, they say the opposite of what I'm looking at. Right. No, I understand. But I mean, like for instance, like um, regardless of what you know what perspective anyone had like for like as an example with the, you know the George Floyd thing like not that no no yeah that, oh. that that's yeah you can't say like like yeah. if somebody I mean, comes and tells me the perspective as he was putting up a fight I'm gonna say you know what no 
I think that was pretty much yeah. straightforward. I mean, There's yeah. nothing to be misunderstood. That asshole was like, he had a grin. This guy was, I mean, that was so hard to watch. And yeah. I, phew, no, but I mean, after what happened, there were alterations between right. two parties and then right. it was twisted on what actually had happened, you right. know, or sometimes um, sometimes you don't mean to say something and it's taken out of proportion because you muted. Uh, apologies for that. It's okay. <laughs> Son was uh, yelling in the background. <laughs> it's all good. Is uh, Quinn with you? Yeah, yeah. Oh. Watching the little guy today. Yeah, it's Sunday. It's your weekend. Yep. Well, actually, yeah, yeah, I have him this weekend. Going back, I feel like after what happened with George Floyd, I'm hyper aware of, you know, there situations where I could get into altercations where I, all I would do is this, yeah. you know, I would just lift my hands and say, because yesterday I was actually threatened, you know, for no reason other than somebody wanted the cookies warmed up. Oh. And um, I, I wanted to escalate the situation. Uh, uh, I wanted to not the uh, situation to escalate, and it just got worse. So there's also that divide where you feel like you just need to stand there and just say nothing before right. you end up on a video, and then again the perspective was changed. Even though you really, 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 this is not your thought. It is so so sensitive to be perceived as someone you're not just because there's an alteration you just have to just be quiet and nod and say okay you're, you're correct because you just don't want to end up on the news you just don't want to be the bad guy no. i mean and, that and goes back <clears throat> that goes back know. to what we were saying right about everyone being so sensitive and then too you know what we were talking about earlier um um, um, where people are, you know, anxieties going on, right? People are anxious, you know. But, um, but there's like, people, Roddy, they, they've taken advantage of the fact what happened to Judge Floyd and they taking advantage of that. They go out and, and you know, And they do things or say things. And as somebody who is maybe not of that persuasion, you you really can't do anything other than just like lift your hands and say, dude, you're right. I just don't want any trouble. You know, it's 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 hard. It's hard to to, you know. I, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it, but um, I feel like as 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 a 
white person if there's an altercation. And that I realized that yesterday because um, this lady, I'm like, please, I don't want you to attack my staff. And she said, attack? What do you mean with attack? Like I'm an animal. She called her a bitch. And she was yelling at her and she was yelling at me. I'm mm -hmm. like, please, I just don't want you to attack. They're teenagers, you know, what can I do for you to make the situation better? She's like, what do you mean with attack? What do you mean by attack? Like we're some sort of animals. I'm like, well, you're calling me bitch, you're calling her bitch and you're yelling at me. She's like, well, how about I come attack you and show what an attack is? I'm like, well, you're most invited to do so. If, if you feel like that's what you want to do. We have cameras everywhere. You need to do what you feel is right. Well, see, <clears throat> and if I would have gone emotional and said you yeah. and blah and blah, so <laughs> it took everything out of me. I'm like, if you need to feel the need to attack me, I guess this is what you're going to do. I don't know what to tell you. Well, well, this is this again, this kind of goes back to what we were talking about earlier, right? People are so on edge, like um, to be at a restaurant and to be upset about the um, Cookie. cookies being warm or not, right? And it, it getting to that point um, and having to have that kind of conversation, right? I think if you're in the right state, if you're in a good state of mind, you know, you're not going to be upset about, um, you know, cookies or cookies being warmed up, right? If the cookies are cold or whatever, you just take them and, you know, you move on. But I'm just saying that um, people are people are so on edge today. Um, I feel unnecessarily like they don't have to be. I mean, I know, I know why, I don't know particularly why that woman um, was, uh, you know, allowing herself to get to the point of being upset. I mean, we all come across things and situations we don't always... It's a very um, normal thing. This is a restaurant life. People get upset over cookies. They yell well, at you. Well, that's what I'm saying, though. You know, they call <coughs> you a bitch, whatever. But why but did not... it have to become racial? At but that's what, what I'm saying. What point that... did it escalate to them being animals? At what point did I become white and they weren't white? Like... What just happened? I just said, I don't appreciate you guys attacking my staff. Yeah. You know, why do you, why, why does it have to go to race? Right. Yeah. I mean, a lot of things do go to race these days. Um, so, you know, you just telling me you want to beat me up and I'm like, okay, you're welcome to. What can yeah. I do? You know, right. please do so. But I'm, what my point is though, right? Even that, right? Why does it have to be violence over some cookies? <laughs> right? I mean, I like cookies there should, too. Yeah, there shouldn't be any violence. But, you know, there's violence. just people who had a bad day, people who like to take it out on restaurant workers. Yeah. And, and that's bad enough. Yeah. But guess what? If she decided to attack me in that situation, guess what? I would have to stand there and let it happen because... Going back to perspective, people just going to see color right now. And then yeah, if I, I mean, would defend myself, yeah. I would not be defending myself. I would be on the news attacking her. Right, yeah. And yeah, nothing, somebody, nothing could have said and done, videos or not, right. to prove 
that I was defending myself. And I promise you, if I ever get into a situation like that, my arms are up there and I, I'm, and then let's see what the perspective is. No, I mean, everything is, <clears throat> look, everything is so racially charged now. Like, I, I, I understand what you're saying. Supercharged. Yeah, yeah. If someone that pulled out their video, right? You and you and this lady got into it. And they they recorded it. And they put it on on um, whatever. It would have been on the news, and the news shows the coverage of you and this woman fighting in the restaurant. And then everyone's gonna have their opinion in the comments on the YouTube video. Oh, that white bee, or you know. And then people who are you know uh, uh, other, they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna say, um, oh, that black bee, you know. So. Yeah, right. You're going to have these uh, 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 people throwing in the racial comments, <clears throat> taking it's it. It's not bad. And on the media, it's going to be turned uh, to the advantage of what we, what the most viewers want to see. Well, yeah. There is that. And there is that. I mean, that is, a, that is definitely an opinion. Yeah, there is that, right? Ratings and, and uh, what the viewers are going to see. And, um, yeah. Of course, in Fox News, I would probably be a hero. But then they would probably still put it like I wasn't yeah. defending myself. Yeah. Because that doesn't occur to anybody anymore. You know, uh, there's no more self-defense. There's just like wrongdoings. And now, even if you're not doing anything wrong, even if you try to de-escalate a situation over a cookie, you know, this is, I'm glad I was able to be calm. I'm glad I was able to respond in a way that she didn't feel the need to attack, but she was about to get out of her car and it was in a drive-through. So she was in her car and she was about yeah. to go. And I, with the calmest manner, I said, please be my guest. Yeah. If that's what you need to do, you know? Well, I mean, it, it shouldn't it shouldn't be it shouldn't be that way i mean really i mean you should be able to the woman should be able to come through the drive-through um get her cookies you know you should be able to you know do, do your do your job and give the woman um her cookies but i'm just saying that the, the tension yeah. is uh is such to where and again right this goes back to <clears throat> we were saying how people had a year to think about <laughs> to think about that right who want because i mean what uh, i believe the media was saying how a lot of like fast food places were affected by the great reset right people who didn't want to come back to work to mcdonald's or burger king or or whatever restaurant right not even being fast food but just uh, sit in dining in restaurants right they were tired of the uh abuse abuse absolutely yeah. So yeah. they, you know, they they can't they can't go and, and make ends meet online for the same amount of money that they were doing, taking all the abuse. And these people found a way to do so. So now they're at home, not having to deal with the abuse, right? And then and I'm you, happy you got these, for them. You got all it's it's just kind of it's I don't know it's you've got these companies, <clears throat> these organizations that pay all this money for think tanks, right? You know what's going on here where do these people go right you watch the news that's the big thing right now besides ukraine and russia right where where have all these people gone that have uh that are no longer you know on their job and um you know, they're called lazy well i that, that, see that's the thing too right not everybody that walked off their job is sitting at home waiting yeah. for a check there there are yeah. people that walked off their job and decided to do something else 
right. right? To to either maybe start up a business they always wanted to start up or to try to give something else a try that's better suited to their needs. But make no mistake, these people all had something in common. They were all fed up with status quo, like the way things were going, right? Um, they're like, this is going to be my life, you know, day in, day out for the next, you know, whatever, 10 years, 15 years, 20 years, whatever. Is this how it's going to be until I retire, right? Am I going to be able to accomplish you know, like people don't wake up and think, yeah, I'm going to be this, or I'm going to do this job for the rest of my life. No, it's um, about surviving, surviving yeah. each day, day by day, right. so, surviving a mental breakdown, surviving abuse, you know. Listen, I personally feel, you know, um, I work in technology, and um, I personally feel that as the technology continues to advance, which it is, mm -hmm. right? Um, and more and more things are handled by what they refer to. Gonna be obsolete. Uh, is, uh, well, I mean, there are gonna be some things that will no longer be done by people. That, that's just gonna happen. Japan um, has a restaurant fully operated by robots. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> listen, there's a term that people use now right people say ai 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 yeah. it's like, you know catchphrase artificial intelligence now there's another new term that's coming on you'll probably see more and more of it and it's called um agi artificial general intelligence and so in a nutshell what that is that is the ai or subroutine or script right or a, pro a program being able to run without a human being telling it what to do okay it doesn't mean that it's sentient you know that it's alive or aware it just no, it just that, learns yeah it learns okay and we are there uh in terms of that and um like for instance an example of that would be the tesla right uh what um mr uh elon musk um, is stated in regards to what the Tesla is going to do in terms of autopilot, right? The vehicle being able to make decisions, you know, on a, on a millisecond um, to either stop, turn left, speed up or whatever to avoid hitting an object or, or, or a person, right? Oh, my car already does with, that. But, but without- But he distance, anticipated, right? yeah. But my car, I think, anticipated the distance. Because right. it- Because- it, I told you it happened to me twice where I was not paying attention. I was going 60 and he came to a complete stop without right. me even realizing what had happened. And I think he had anticipated my speed to the uh, target in that matter. Uh, and when, you, when you say, when you say he, you're meaning your, your vehicle, right? Yes. Your, your, yes. Yeah. My artificial <laughs> intelligence. Yeah, your artificial intelligence. Yeah. Um, but Ferguson, yeah, I mean, that's good. Just to be Ferguson. clear. Yeah. So Liz names her vehicles. So there yes, you go. So we're I, clear on the I name inanimate objects. That's what I've always yeah. done. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong. So, um, so with that being said, right, more is <clears throat> more of that is going to be seen in even just like common every, not just cars, but I mean, I, I feel that it's gonna be, you know, in appliances, in your stove, in your microwave. Um, prevent you know, burning, your, yeah. Yeah, prevent burning, right? Um, it, it'll be in your cameras. It'll, you know, when your your camera 
will see you and know to unlock your door. Or maybe your camera will see someone who isn't you who's trying to open your door and notify the police. That's incredible, yeah. That's going to come. That will happen. Um, And so so going back to uh, my original point, like these people – you know, leaving the workforce, <clears throat> you know, doing something else because of technology, you know, e-commerce, a lot of people are able to own, uh, they're able to earn, a, you know, a decent living uh, online, right? Um, some people are becoming very wealthy oh, um, online uh, because of the way technology is. Look, hell, even currency, right? Currency's changing. We've got Bitcoin, crypto. we've got NF- yeah. crypto, we've got NFTs. You know, um, yeah, which, you know, from my understanding of it, and I could be wrong, but I mean, it's more or less, it's bartering, right? We're bringing back bartering. Um, I remember hearing somebody telling me about NFTs, how, you know, some woman, and, and whether it's true or not, it's what's going around, and people are believing it. You know, some woman started out with essentially was a, a paperclip and traded her herself all the way up in, into a home, you know? So, I mean, we're even the way money uh, is being used uh, is changing because of technology. It's, it's changing our lives uh, in, in a dramatic way. You know, we're just trying to figure out if it's going to change our lives in a positive or a negative way. You know, how's it going to be used? Because it is a tool. Um, you know, how are we going to use that tool? So, um, you know, these people, these millions of people who have left their jobs, you know, they're not all, they're not just you know, people who are lazy and they don't want to work. I, yeah. I, a lot of these people are people who want to do something else because they had time to think about it for a year or two, right? Uh, to put food on the table. I um, really hope time. that those people found success and found a way out of it. Because I think a lot of them have. I think some have. Because really the do. people who are working, um, it's like it, they mean nothing. Their their health doesn't mean anything. Their their sanity doesn't mean. It's about you. You so disposable as a as a as a worker. It's scary. Like it, well, I mean, that's what HR right? HR is supposed to you know HR is supposed to keep uh, corporate in line, so to speak, right? So the, so the employee the employee experience they don't feel disenfranchised, right? They don't feel like they're a piece of trash. They don't feel like they're needed or, you know, they don't feel like their needs are being met. But let's face it, right? When someone at work, something happens to them. um, And I don't mean like their peers or people that know them, but like if they have to leave their, you know, involuntarily or voluntarily, right? They're replaced, you know, and they're already looking to replace that position. But do you realize that the truth is that HR is there to protect the company, not the worker. People have well, to understand that HR is there to make sure you get paid on time. And okay. HR is pretty much following the rules so the company doesn't get into trouble. HR is not right. there for the worker's protection. That might be a union. HR is solely there to protect the company from being sued, from doing the wrong thing. and. Yeah. HR is not in your favor. Well, I mean, <clears throat> the design, I believe, um, HR, is, it was there to kind of do both, right? To protect the employee, but also make sure that the company is being protected, right? Before it was HR, it was called uh, personnel, I believe. 
right? Before but they are being paid by the company, not by the state. They're not state employees. They're not government employees. They're employees by the company, by the very yeah. company that tries to do post something they're not supposed to. Yeah. So if they keep them in check, is because they could be sued if they're not kept in check. Well, well I mean, that's a, that's a reason why, you know, if you do work for a, a corporation, um, you know, they have all these um, these classes that you have to do quarterly, like sexual harassment, yeah. uh, IP, you know, you know, uh, company intellectual property, you know, what to do, what not to do. You know, they have all these different courses you have to take. You know, and, and if you don't take them right, you're slapped on the hand, you're, you know, um, symbolically beat about, about the head and shoulders to, to complete it, right? It could affect your raise or so-called raise. It can, you know, it could affect, you know, your escalation, your professional escalation within the company. If you're not, you know, if you fail to, to take these courses, right, you're not being responsible. Um, you know, all these things that, as you said, right, are designed to, um, protect the company, make sure the company is doing the right thing, but what by, you know, make sure it's doing the right thing by its employees or making sure it's doing the right thing. So it just doesn't get in trouble. Right. Um, you know, I mean, if you were to interview somebody in HR, they're going to tell you, no, we're here for the, we're here for the employee, but we're also here to make sure that the company is healthy. You know, it's doing the right thing. Um, but anyway, um, kind of got off topic uh but i'm just saying these people that have you know the media is saying these millions of people that have disappeared that um have walked off the job um you know they they found a better solution you know that was being offered to them uh, by the company and i feel that a lot of these companies um it's my opinion right i i think that they really need to reevaluate um what or, or i should say how the work environment should look you know how the employee uh is being treated <clears throat> um some companies are taking the stance that you know they're gonna they're not gonna change anything right they're not gonna offer any kind of hybrid work solution they're not gonna allow people to work from home they're like nope you're gonna come to work or, or you're gonna be let go Right, they're they're being very inflexible. Some companies are being very inflexible. Even Others, if that's the part, the policy of the company to say we want happy workers, we don't cut corners, we want to make sure. What can we do for you? Well, how can we keep you happy? I believe them. I believe that the idea is there to keep the employees happy, but it all trickles down to the immediate management you have to deal with. Right, it, 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 it always comes down to the immediate people who you're surrounded with. And that's the problem. Um, there's nothing the CEO can do to make it better for the worker if the managers at the end end up cutting corners, if they use you as a scapegoat, if they put everything on you, disappear home, you know, and it's on the workers. It always has been like that. So yeah. the company well, itself can't do anything. Yeah, true. I mean, well, yeah, what you said, what you said is true and factual. That that does occur. Um, and well, okay. So when that occurs, especially now, right? People are leaving. Um, uh, people are getting poached. 
right? Other companies who are offering a more flexible environment <clears throat> are getting that talent. People, people know what they're worth. I should say people are starting to figure out what they're worth, right? In terms of the workforce, in terms of corporate America, right? People are figuring out what they're worth. They are starting to realize their value. And it, um, you know, I think all these people that have walked off the job was the first symptom of them realizing their, uh, their value, knowing, hey, I could go somewhere else. And it wasn't one or two people. We're talking about millions of people <laughs> that walked off the job. Um, and that got, that got corporate America's attention. That got corporations' attention, right? Um, now, I know a lot of these, I mean, I've read that a lot of these corporations to kind of um, close the gap, right? Um, they're looking towards automation, right? For, for the loss of labor. Um, but it's not there yet. Because I was going to ask you, what do you think the answer was? <clears throat> it's not there yet. The automation is not there yet to completely the immediate answer. Somebody. The immediate answer was they just raised the rates of what they hire people on. You know, they, they just like became competitive and gave you sign up bonuses. Yeah, now you make more than you would have two years ago. And yeah. that's great. <laughs> but they didn't change anything. If not, actually, the people who decided to go back into the workforce have to work for three others. So you're basically only getting paid one third because you do work of three people. You think it's big, it's sign up bonus, it's, it's a higher rate than it was like, I don't know how long ago. But at the end of the day, you're stuck in the same BS. You're stuck doing everybody else's job and you get treated like crap. If you're sick, you're disposable. If, if something is wrong with you, if you know, you're not agreeable, you know, you're disposable. Yeah. No, and then and that, and what, and it's the pressure is not on a company. The pressure is not, the pressure is going to be on whoever is left. Well, see, this is the thing too, right? And I, and I, and again, this is this is an opinion, right? This is an opinion piece, but like, it's not infinite. Talent is not infinite, right? The that programmer, um, uh, the analyst, um, even even the person slinging burgers, right? First of all, you know, you mentioned about uh, whatever the Japanese or Chinese. You know, they got a restaurant that's all rope. That costs money, right? And two, and somebody uh, needs uh, to build those. Well, there's upkeep costs. There's maintenance, right? Uh, there's software involved, and then there's something called licensing. Okay, and 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 so all this, like you know, uh, people use the term, oh, you know, it's it's in the cloud. It's going to the cloud. A lot of corporations are moving services to the cloud, right? Um, so before. <clears throat> You know, they bought rights to a piece of software, right? They had servers that that software was on, and then they hired individuals that could help manage and maintain that software, right? <clears throat> and then, you know, then you have uh, over the years, then they had outsourcing, right? So then, oh, we're gonna we're gonna outsource that 
that piece that we had internally, that FTE, that full-time employee, we're not going to outsource that, that resource, that position, right, to someone overseas, right? Then outsourcing, you know, when, um, in my opinion, from what I've seen, <clears throat> when you outsource too much, you start to lose that quality of service. Uh, that you're used to right and then two outsourcing starts to become expensive it's no longer it's no longer cheap to outsource right so now you know a lot of these companies are moving to the cloud right um so now those services are being maintained in the cloud and you know a lot of people are like well what is the cloud what is that right and you know the cloud is a large data center okay so that company before they used to have to, um, they were responsible for the servers, right? That, that, that held those applications or the servers that are using, that they're using as storage of um, intellectual property, business property. Um, so now all that is being hosted by another company at their data center. So now these companies no longer have to have the personnel on site to maintain those servers to do the patching, to do the upgrades, right? To increase the storage size, that's now all being held by a third-party company because it's, you know, quotes, it's in the cloud. Same thing with the software, right? Applications used to live on the desktop. Now those applications live in the cloud. What right? if and that's that gets uh, hacked? I'm sorry? What if it gets hacked? Well, that's the thing, right? It can, because when it's in the cloud- It cannot? Be, no, it, it can. can. Okay. I can because in order to get to the cloud, right, that solution, AWS, Azure, right, in order to get there, <clears throat> unless you have a, um, a direct connection, right, and how do you get that direct connection? You're going through the internet, right? You've got to go through the World Wide Web to get to that cloud, right? So then you have. Um, so it savvy. makes it accessible. It makes it accessible if you're savvy, right? If you have an organization or a person who's savvy, who can then circumvent that path, that highway to the data center and hijack your information as it's going back and forth between the data center, right? And that's why we have all these security experts now, right? Because they're gonna make that highway that your information is traveling on, they're gonna make it secure, right? To prevent the hacking, right, of that data. Um, so, but going back, uh, you know, that's another topic too, but setting aside from that, right? So now that you've got all these things in the cloud, that's all licensing, right? And that's a service. So now, yeah, you don't have to pay that full-time employee any longer to do that, but now you're, you're having to pay licensing fees. Now you're having to pay, uh, for the service, right. Uh, to be in the cloud. So it, in my impression, yeah, like they're putting stuff in the cloud and now they don't have to have such a large workforce, but I don't think that the, the money that they're spending is going to shrink. I don't think that there's really going to be that much of a savings because what time, kind of what kind of help and what aspect of what kind of a uh, company uh, is it that you put in the cloud? So uh, what kind of equipment are you talking about that's going to be in the cloud? let's say well, can restaurant owners just have equipment and it's in the cloud or are you just talking about the technical aspect of what you basically doing like well no uh, just in uh, it will depends like so for instance <laughs> if you're a restaurant owner right um you've got payroll you've got records you've got manifest that you have to keep track of right yeah. so I'm, I'm i'm sure that a lot of restaurants have some type of uh 
um, software that they use, right? That they're paying money for licensing for to do that, right? That the, that the management does or, you know, point of sale stations, right? So what I'm saying is uh, those services, some of those services could eventually move to the cloud. They, you know, so th these restaurants have a corporate office, right? Where they have all their support, their HR, yada, yada, right? So, but instead of having um, people at that corporate office taking care of that, whoever that particular vendor is for that software that they use for their point of sale stations, for their, for their, uh, for their payroll, that now can be moved into the class. So that's basically the admin aspect of a restaurant uh, um, operation. But when Correct. you say that it's an AGI, you're talking about an actual equipment. Well, I'm talking, when I say AGI, I'm talking about the, the software. Okay, still software. That's for yeah, the still, it, Yeah. 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 So it. when I say AGI, I'm talking about software. Okay. okay? Um, I'm talking about um, uh, scripting. Um, so program. Alexa, for instance, is not an AGI yeah. yet. Does she? Not yet. Okay. Not yet. But I, you know, I, I'm, I can assume that Amazon wants her to become an AGI, right? Because that would be the next, in my mind, the next evolutionary step for Alexa. Same thing with uh, Apple in regards to Siri, right? Right now, Siri's a server. Um, she, as far as I know, right? Yeah, she's a server. Uh, she's on a server. She doesn't, she's not a chip, right? Living on board each individual iPhone, right? And you have to say a wake word in order to wake Siri and you have to ask her, her a question, right? In order for her to come up with a response. But the, I think the AGI version of Siri, you're not gonna have to ask her. She's gonna ask you. It's gonna be intuitive. Uh -huh. Yeah, it's gonna be incredibly intuitive. She's gonna tell you, right? She's gonna know and learn your schedule. That's machine learning. So right? you're, you're basically talking about Jarvis. I, I'm talking about, oh, Jarvis. Jarvis. Yeah, that's because, I mean, right yes we're <clears throat> but, um so jarvis if you want to now we're talking about the marvel universe here um jarvis is a type of agi but then as you know everybody that knows that universe then jarvis became sentient, sentient. right and you when said, he became vision yes but he wasn't sentient before he was vision no he needed he the stone sentient. to become sentient so you said right. in the beginning they are not sentient they're not androids no. or they're no. not uh none of that well, well but, an android an android isn't sentient okay an android is just an android is the software on legs okay it's right. it's uh it's put it's placed it's basically in a, a construct robot with yeah with human-like attributes organic uh, matter surround it's basically a robot surrounded by organic matter it can be i mean it doesn't have to be an android can be uh i think um in my mind again my opinion because it doesn't exist right but i think if an android was surrounded in organic matter and it looked like us it would be considered a synthetic right it would be a synthetic like terminator uh, what was yeah it? like like terminator right so an, uh, an android would be terminator without the skin on you know it, it still looks like a machine um and it's not sentient it's told what to do but that's another example of what i believe a agi with you know with the definition of agi what that would be right the terminator itself was still a program Programmed. right 
yeah, he was programmed to do a specific thing, you know? Um, and so again, um, eventually I think the AI, the next step will be AGI where it's programmed and it can learn, right? And make corrections um, in, in terms of whatever its daily tasks are. You're still gonna need programmers. You're still gonna need someone to write code, but maybe one day it'll learn how to write its own code. You know? Yeah, and and you that's going to be the time that's scary. Yeah, because then it's going to decide that we are a cruel bunch okay. of you know, and then I hope it's I don't run this, the, but yeah, it's gonna what it's gonna run the simulation, right? You know, uh, this is what humans, you know, this mm -hmm. is what they're gonna do, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because at the end of the day, in every movie, it's not the robot that's the evil one; it's the robot that just says you guys are not fit for this or maybe uh or maybe hypothetically it'll come to another solution where it'll just it sees us all as children and it's the parent and it knows what's better i found that hard to believe because if you go from a computer standpoint and you do you run statistics it's gonna it's the statistic is gonna say destroy it's not gonna say uh shelter well, I mean, wasn't that what the matrix was, right? Uh, the matrix put us all in a virtual, it put us all in a virtual environment. It tried to put us all, all in them. a utopia. Huh? All of them. Terminator 2. Terminator uh, just ran the statistics. That was the AGI. It was just the brain. Oh, that's true. And You're right. He, it did run the he's statistics. He's like, you, yeah. you guys are destroying yourself, so we're going to destroy you in order to keep this place intact. Basically. Intact, yeah. 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 yeah, that was Terminator, yeah. But then the matrix, right? Um, I know we're really off top, but in the Matrix, um, they 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 don't destroy us, but then what they they uh, keep us going. At, but I mean, they they were using us, right? They were using us as a battery, right? But but they wanted us to uh, be happy while they were using us. That's <laughs> nice, at least that was nice. You know, of them. <laughs> it, it, you know that was it. it it's, it's interesting though in that movie. So when they were when the machines were running you know, how the environment was going to be. I remember in the movie, the machine, uh, the script in the script liver, the machine said that the initial environment was perfect, right? It was like la-di-da, paradise. And they said nobody was happy. <laughs> so they yeah, said- Yeah, because there was no balance. And it said, once they introduced violence and suffering, then they said everybody took to the program and they were okay, they were used to it. But it is the truth because imagine everything is la-di-da, you just kind of exist, right? You don't have yeah. any points uh, to to compare. I don't know. True. I guess it goes back to yin and yang and how the universe is supposed to be. Balance, right? Yeah. Balance. If there's no balance, if there's, yeah, then there can't be happiness, I think. Well, I, I think right now we're out of balance, right? We're too far in, into the other side, the negativity need to come back a little bit towards the positive side of things it's um, either that or people just get used to it because i mean again it is surreal everything is surreal nothing nothing i mean i remember there was a time where i planned for my future or i planned this is what my future is going to look like or when i work hard enough and you know or if I do great at what I do, I'm going to get somewhere and just, it's going to be okay. 
I, I can't remember last time I thought it's gonna be okay. I mean, I have a beautiful house. I, I love my man. I have a, my dream car. We take care of all these animals. Everything seems okay, right? You have great friends, you have people, I have so much support on this mountain. Um, I have so much support for my friends and family. This is everything that will make you happy. But then if you look at the reality, the outside factors, how they impact your life, your mental state, your financials, you can't say, oh, I have so much to look forward to. I have so much to be grateful for. You think to yourself, what can I do to keep it? Yeah. What can I, well, it's, it's, it's getting harder and harder. It's, yeah. you know. Well, I mean, I think that's where, and everybody's going to differ, you know, in this, you know, based on uh, the statement I'm, I'm making. But I mean, this is where faith comes in, you know, um, having uh, trust in, 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 uh, in something greater than yourself. Um, you will gain this assistance, right? And, you know, a lot of people don't believe in that um, at all. Um, and, you know, that's their right. I'm, I'm not knocking them on it. But to those people who do, right, um, they do believe in something else. They do believe in something greater than themselves uh, every day when they wake up and they have faith, right? They have hope that it will work out, uh, that it does work out in the end, that it can work out in the end. You know, that's what drives a lot of people. Because I mean, I think I can, I think I can sincerely say, and you know, everyone who's listening, who, who will listen to this podcast and have, you know, draw their own conclusions and opinions about what has been said here today. I think that um, if we had no hope, if everyone on this planet had zero hope and they had no faith in anything, it, it would be a disaster. It would be hell on earth. And the good right. people who are left would be just not there anymore. Whether exactly. it's faith or whether it's just <coughs> wanting to be a good person and evolve as a good person. No, I definitely believe in the power of prayers. Um, I just don't know if he has a bigger plan for us. If, if he, you know, you can hope, you can pray. At the end of the day, it's his plan and it still can be the end of it where he says, you know what, <laughs> let's bring you guys up. Let's send you guys down. We're done here. <laughs> <laughs> Trial over. I, I mean, I'm not trying to be blasphemic. You know, I believe in God, you know, I yeah. pray, but yeah. I, I, again, as I said, I, I believe in the version that I perceive throughout my life. Yeah. I know he's there. I know he loves me. And I know he has always looked out for me. Yeah. You know? And anybody who has ever prayed knows how powerful prayers can be. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's the one thing. I mean, it's amazing. Whether, it's, whether they can someday scientifically prove it or not, I mean, prayer does work. But what's his end game? You know? Nobody and we're knows. still struggling and 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 you know i know i can't pray but to what extent you know um I can, it, it's it's you, you can't believe in god and you can know that he loves you but it still doesn't knock out the anxiety 
of tomorrow. And it still doesn't give you the peace of mind that it's going to be okay. It might be okay, but it might go to a whole different place. In the 90s, you weren't thinking of that, right? No, no, man. In the 90s, it was just a big party. <laughs> okay. Then maybe you were just young and you were partying. Um, 2010, you weren't thinking like that. No. That, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. It At some point, everything shifted towards you just live day by day. It's I just take it one punch after another, one day after well, another, and that's all, all that's all we've been doing. Well, I mean, I'm not gonna, I mean, let me I'll kind of like backtrack a little bit. Like in the 90s, I'm sure there were people struggling, right? In the 90s, and I'm sure there were people living day by day, but it just to me, um, it seemed that uh it wasn't it wasn't everybody living day extent, by day. Exactly. It wasn't everybody struggling. Today, it seems like everybody is struggling, right? With something It didn't seem that way. Um, the tone is doom and gloom these days. Yeah, because uh, you can't just not, not make beat. enough money unless you're a millionaire, unless you're independently yeah. wealthy, you are struggling. You can get even... three jobs. And I'm not talking about <laughs> uh, getting three jobs and making 40,000. I'm talking about hundred plus thousand yeah. at your disposal, and, even, and you you you're like, oh, uh, okay, where is it? And I and I on, I mean, again, I don't even think that people who are millionaires or billionaires, I, I think they're also, even though they've got all this money, I think they're also affected by the tone uh, of what's going on. I don't think that they're even with all the money. I don't think they're hundred percent. I don't think they're happy. I yeah, mean, they because may, I mean, maybe may, they could lose maybe. the money at any point. Who knows? Yeah. Maybe money yeah, can knows? just lose its meaning. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I, it's like anything, right? Like when you have enough of something, like you, you struggle, you go up the hill, you build, right? Your trajectory is up, 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 up every year, right? And then you obtain, you get to that plateau, you plant your flag, and you get there. And you're like, I've made it, right? Then what's the thought? How do I stay up here? What's to keep me from sliding exactly. down? Exactly. Right? That's very scary. Yeah. If you don't have yeah. anything, you don't have much to lose. So I get that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I absolutely yeah. get that. Um, but yeah, middle class or something that doesn't even exist in people's minds anymore. There is just mm -hmm. like struggle. No middle class. Yeah. You know, or the fear of struggle at Elon Musk and, and, and all the other ones. That's what it seems like. Yeah. But you cannot work so much. And at the end, you know, go through so much abuse. I mean, people are just like crumbling too. Whatever you do, whatever it is, you know, it, there's just no net, no safety, no nothing. Except for yeah, prayers. That's <laughs> the only safety net nowadays. And maybe that's what people are agitated. And maybe it's not only the... Uh, feeling of self-entitlement, but also being on edge because, you know, you got abused at home or you got abused at work and you just like in that headspace. Yeah. yeah. And uh, different people react differently. What I personally find sad in my situation, I don't think there is one soul that I can trust. You know, like 
you work, people smile at you, you have a good time, you laugh. But at the end of the day, it is so sad that you spent 55 weeks per hour at a place where there's not one single soul that you can trust. Well, that's what I'm saying. I think that's why a lot of people bail <laughs> because exactly what you just said, right? When you're spending more time with people, you know, they're not your family, you don't know them. They're friends, but they're like work friends. I mean, let's face it, how many You can't people... even call them that. You can't even say that, you know? I, I mean, I'm just saying like, when people realize, you know, when people are sitting home, you know, working because they were allowed to, because of the situation, because employers felt that was the only way they were gonna keep the wheel turning was allow these people to work from home <clears throat> because of constraints. Um, you know, these people got to spend time with people they loved and see them every day. You know, mothers and fathers and sons and daughters. And, you know, I barely saw this person once a month. Now I'm seeing them every day. Right. Like, you know, I mean, I wonder how many marriages did better. Because I think of, they know, got worse just because of COVID. Or how many marriages did worse, right? Because now they're around. I don't know. <laughs> but I'm just saying people were around, you know, uh, the people that mattered most. You know, when uh, before you spent most of your time with your work people, your work family, people use that term, your work yeah. family, you spent more time waking, you spent more waking time with your work family than you did with your actual family. Yeah. Right. That's why all these employers like, you know, aside from knowing or having um, an understanding of your skill set and the job that you want to do, they also want to know what kind of personality you had, right? Because they want to, you know, they want to, is this person going to be an asshole? <laughs> and obviously that test doesn't work very well, right? Right, right. I mean, <laughs> you still have challenging personality types at work that you got to work with. So those, those, those bubble tests or whatever those tests that you take to, so they can gear your personality, see how well you're going to be a, va a valued member, see if you're going to, how well you're going to work besides knowing your craft or your skill, right? So you're a good fit. Those tests only work so well. I think they at some point got put in there and they're just using it. Nobody's looking. I have I have hired so many people and there were so many red flags in those tests. I hired them anyways and it turned out to be great. <laughs> Yeah, it, it doesn't you know like they literally red flag a person and say he's going to be hard to get along with based on yeah. his question you know but it, if everything else fits so you just weigh it off and uh yeah sometimes people who know their trade well also tend to be assholes <laughs> because I mean, they yeah. know their value then they know they have leverage or they think they have leverage and based on that you know, um, they they're gonna act. Yeah, I mean, some. I mean, not. I mean, yeah, you're right. No, you're of course, not right. everybody. No, but not everybody's yeah. that way. No, There's some lovely course. people out there. Yeah, ah, they're yet to be found <laughs> in the workforce. <laughs> but then, you know, you know, Roddy, you know, I used to be the most misogynist person I've known, <laughs> but because of experiences and because of trusting somebody and 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 thinking this is going this way and it, it ran a complete different way behind my back mm -hmm. what i can say about this mountain is the sheer support of 
so many successful women up here who mm. approached me and uh, still believe in me and, and, and push me, push me to write that book, push me to continue with the podcast, constantly tell me how important it is to do this po podcast or how great my story is, publishing my story in their book. And it definitely opened my eyes. So this mountain, as you call it, Valhalla, <laughs> it is my little bubble. It is my little, it is the only thing that keeps me together. Yeah. You know, because uh, I found friends, friends who are selfless and really try to help the community, really try to, if they believe in somebody, they just go out and say, I believe in you. It's not like some family member, some friend who tells you what you want to hear or who does believe in you, who knows you for years. It's just people who saw something in you and willing to build you. But willing to, you know, even invest in you, invest their time, invest their kindness. So yeah, yeah. This this mountain is def definitely uh, a slice of heaven. Question is, <laughs> are we gonna let the intruders in? <laughs> oh, it's, it has changed. It has changed within a year. Yeah, it's changed a lot. You know. The mentality, um, a lot of strangers coming up here, bringing the LA mentality with them. So you just gotta weed them out and hope that they weed themselves out. And just like <laughs> they always say, but the next snowstorm, they're gonna be gone. Oh. Yeah, that is it for today. It was great talking to you. Thanks for joining me for the second part of this podcast yeah. no yeah i think opinion like i said opinion pieces are always good you know yeah. um it's always it's always interesting to hear people's uh you know what they're weighing in on what their thoughts are on topics and things so yeah i think it's good i think you should do more opinion pieces you know, i will and you're too. always invited you know there's so many subjects that not only are um uh, uh, involving this mountain or a mountain community but it's got to go beyond that sometimes yeah absolutely yeah yeah because you want to <clears throat> you want to be able to reach out to others um not just your your local community right um the gas prices right that affects everybody not just yeah. uh, people up there in valhalla right um and then uh although in valhalla yeah. up here it's uh 460 right now we haven't oh, wow. reached five so we're still oh, okay. we're still I sheltered do. You're, you're very sheltered. <laughs> and, oh, you, uh, are, you are in Valhalla. Most of us make it a point to use the gas station up here just to support the gas station and make sure, because, I mean, it is for us. They're here for us. So we got to make a point to help them. Thank you for having me on, Lisa. It was really nice. Thank you for being here. Yeah, absolutely. Take care, Roddy. All right, you too. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining me for this week's episode of In the Clouds. I am Liz Elise and wishing you all a great week.